Hi, I'm Al Cornell. I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for stopping by for episode 414 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with the guests from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, if you're a fan of The Last Ship on TNT, get ready because Al Cornell will be coming here, and he's going to be talking about his role this summer and all summer long, in fact, on the last ship. So that's going to be an interesting one. And uh, of course, this week we also take a look at July releases in theaters on Blu ray and DVD also. So uh, we'll find out what's coming up as far as new things in theaters for the month of July. And there's a lot of big ones coming our way, and we're going to get right into that. And let's get into it. It's time for Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness as far as what's coming our way in theaters in July. As far as remakes, well, on July 1st, The Legend of Tarzan, Tarzan the Ape Man, is back and he swings into theaters. And as I said, on July 1st, we'll see what they do with that new rendition of The Legend of Tarzan. And the reimaging of Ghostbusters, after all that talk they had, the ladies are coming our way and it hits theaters on July 15th. So get ready for that. And who are you going to call? It's the Ghostbusters. And that's it for Remake Madness as far as remakes coming our way in theaters in July. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at upcoming new movies in theaters in July. New movies in theaters in July. Well, it's a lot of things coming our way. Steven Spielberg is going to be bringing us... The BFG, now that stands for The Big Friendly Giant, and uh, that's coming away on July 1st. And it, it looks like an interesting film. July 8th, The Secret Life of Pets brings an animated look, and uh, it's about what our pets do when we're not looking. And it looks like it's uh, kind of fun. And on July 8th, you can find out what's coming our way as far as Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Now, that's comedy starring Zac Efron and Anna Kendricks. And on July 29th, look for Kristen Bell, Christina Applegate, and Mila Kunis to star in Bad Moms. That's it for upcoming new movies coming our way in theaters in July. As far as sequels, let's take you down to Sequel City and find out what's coming your way as far as sequels in theaters in July. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. 
Sequel City, well, it looks like sequels coming our way in July. On July 1st, the purge election year arrives. And then it happens on July 22nd, Star Trek Beyond flies into theaters. And on July 22nd, you can also look for Ice Age Collision Course. And on July 29th, Jason Bourne hits theaters once again. And that's it for sequels. Not a whole lot, but some big ones. And let's find out what's coming our way as far as TV on DVD coming our way in July. TV shows on DVD on July 5th, House of Cards, Season 4. And The Real Ghostbusters, Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3, Volume 4, and Volume 5 will be heading our way. July 8th, The Monkees, the complete series on Blu-ray, will be hitting stores. And on July 12th, Death Valley Days, Season 2, The Collector's Edition. And The Defenders, the complete series. And Emergency, the complete series. On July 19th, you can get The 100, Season 3. Bitten, Season 3. Orphan Black, Season 4. Persons of Interest, Season 5. Royal Pain, Season 8. And Sisters, Season 5. That's it for TV on DVD coming your way in July. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in July? Movies on DVD coming your way in July. On July 5th, you can look for By the Sea with Angelina Jolie and The Family Fang with Jason Bateman and I Saw the Light with Tom Hiddleston. And on July 12th, it looks like the Divergent series, Allegiant, is going to be heading our way. Miracles in Heaven with Jennifer Gardner. And on July 19th, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice with Ben Affleck and Miles Ahead with Don Cheadle. On July 26th, look for Barbershop, the next cut with Ice Cube, The Boss with Melissa McCarthy, and Criminal with Kevin Costner. And that's it for movies on DVD coming your way in July. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time. Well, you know, Nashville... Of course, it's been switched to CMT and after being canceled on ABC, and there's been a lot of talk about what's going on and everything, the cliffhanger and all that. Well, it's also been announced now that Luke and Layla will be cut from the, from the series. That's interesting. And also, Vinyl has been canceled over at HBO. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. <laughs> Celebrity birthdays on June 28th, Lori Laughlin turns 52. And on June 29th, it looks like Will Wheaton turns 44. On June 30th, Arnold Schwarzenegger turns 69. On June 31st, J.K. Rowling turns 51. And on July 1st, Pamela Anderson turns 49. And on July 2nd, it's Lindsay Lohan turning 30. And Larry David turning 69. And that's it for Celebrity Birthdays, and uh, we didn't have any uh, listener birthdays coming through, so if you, a friend, or a relative are having a birthday and you want to celebrate it with all the listeners here at On Screen or Beyond, send it to me at feedback at onscreenorbeyond.com, and we'll get that on so everybody can wish you a very happy birthday. 
Well, it's that time now. We are going to be having a little chat with Al Cornell. And he is on the last ship this season. And he's going to have some interesting things to tell us. So get ready. Al Cornell right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who we will be seeing a lot of this season on TNT's The Last Ship. We will also be seeing him in the upcoming films The Darkness with Kevin Bacon and the new Wolverine film with Hugh Jackman. It's Al Cornell. Al, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Now, Al, you seem to be very busy right now. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, i got to tell you, Lash, the Last Ship is probably one of my favorite shows on TV right now, so uh, I, I, I will definitely be seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for saying that. I, I'm, before I was on the show, I was actually a big fan of, of The Last Ship, so I'm really excited to, to actually be contributing and be a part of the storyline. So I'm really excited. Now, give us an idea of your character. How, how are you going to be mixed into all of this? Well, as you know, the, the storyline of The Last Ship it follows the world post-viral apocalyptic. Um, basically, there was a virus that has wiped out about 85 to 90 percent of the world's population, leaving many governments in tatters and ruins uh, and decimating a lot of what was the leadership in the United States. So through the unfortunate events of natural selection, my character was immune to the virus, and also, I was uh, a person who kept his area or his region safe and kept people safe, kept rioting at bay and looting. And uh, and as a result of that, I, my character falls into this position of regional leader. I'm one of five regional leaders that reports directly to the president of the United States, which is uh, President Michener. Mm -hmm. And he falls into presidency because he actually was the Secretary of Agriculture. So he was like 11th or 12th in line to the presidency. But everybody that preceded him passed away due to the virus. So he falls into the position of president. So my character, along with the other, other regional leaders, are trying their very best to maintain a sense of government. And in some cases, they may have different ideals of what they believe the government should do now um should they continue on with what you know the history of the government and continue on down that same demo democratic path or democracy or should they venture out and and segregate and separate you know it's something that you know is it's, it's a real world thing mm -hmm. given those circumstances and uh and my character falls in line with a lot of those things and and uh I guess it's just a matter of what your political views might be uh, in regards to the storyline of The Last Ship, whether or not you agree with my character's decisions or, or actions. So you're going to be one of those guys that, you know, there's going to be some people that are going to hate you and some people are going to love you, right? Right. And isn't that politics after all? True. You have some people who, who absolutely hate some of the, uh, you know, one candidate and absolutely love the other candidate. And there's people on both sides of the fences. So... You know, the, the writers did an amazing job of, of creating this what-if scenario of, you know, what happens with our leadership, what happens with our government, what happens with our country as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and the show is done so well. 
It is, isn't it? The first time I saw in the first episode of this of the show, I thought to myself, "God, this is like a movie. It's shot very much like a movie." And of course, Michael Bay being the executive producer, exactly, it made sense to me why it looked the way it looked. And uh, and I was amazed and and looking forward to the follow up seasons. And then of course, I got cast in season three, which for me was extremely exciting. Yeah. Now, how did you get? into that role was it a was it an open call or were you uh, you know, specifically somebody finding well, you i have a, a i have a very very supportive uh team my agent and my managers uh, you know we work very very well together and they they got me the audition they got me in the room and when i showed up uh for the audition it was the first time reading for this particular casting director jerry zuckerbrot who cast not only the last ship but rizzoli and isles and I got there, and I didn't know what the extent of the role would be. You know, there was talk about it maybe being uh, a small recurring to a, a heavy recurring character. It wasn't known. Got there, and there were many actors in the room who I recognized from being leads on other series or prior series and TV shows and films. And I thought, well, this is where I need to be. This is the kind of competition um, that I, I want to be up against because hmm. then I know I'm in the right place. Yeah. Went in and did the read, and Gary Zuckerberg is such a, uh, uh, he's an actor's casting director. He, he was very warm and very welcoming. I did the audition. I didn't hear anything for two or three weeks, so I thought to myself, okay, you know, on to the next audition, on to the next project. And it wasn't until about a month and a half later that I got the call that, hey, you know, it looks like you may be the pick. Wow. which was welcome news. And then and then a few weeks after that, I got the call that I had booked the role. Hmm. Again, not knowing what the extent of it would be. So my first day on set was, you know, there was so much going on on that show. There's plenty of people in wardrobe and, and combat gear and, and military uniforms. So for me, I, having been prior service, having spent eight years in the Marine Corps, I felt right at home, yeah. to say the least. Um, and then, you know, at, through one episode, then it became another episode. Then the writers started talking to me about where they felt our characters were going. So there's a lot in store for The Last Ship fans, for sure. Yeah. Now, where is The Last Ship filmed? Is it is it on I, on location or? Some of it is shot. Um, most of it is shot in uh, in the studio here in Los Angeles at Culver Studios in Culver City. Oh, okay, yeah. But the crew from time to time would go down to the naval base down in San Diego, or either Coronado or North Island, and shoot down there. And the fortunate thing about the show is that the Department of the Navy is so on board with the portrayal of the Navy as a whole on the show that they have offered up you know, the use of their facilities and even in some cases the use of some of their naval vessels hmm. to do some of the filming. The the pilot episode for the series, a lot of that was shot on board an active vessel. Wow. So a lot of the people that you see in the background, they're not really background. They're real military personnel doing their daily duties. And in some cases they had to shoot scenes while normal naval operations were going on in the background. Hmm. <laughs> that's interesting. That's, that's, that's going to be one tough. Of, one of my friends, what's that? That's going to be tough <laughs> doing that. Right. It, right. And some of my, my friends who are series regulars on the show, for example, Jocko Sims plays Lieutenant Cameron Burke on the show. He said it was funny because, you know, on the show, he's a, uh, he's a Lieutenant. So he's walking around this naval vessel and 
some naval personnel didn't know who he was, so they would be saluting him left and right. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, he didn't know how to respond back. And finally, he, they figured out who he was and what he was doing there. But he said it was quite interesting to have all the all this Navy personnel saluting him everywhere he was walking. Wow. <laughs> when you did your audition, uh, a lot of times we'll have actors on the show, and they'll tell us that, you know, they tried doing something different to, to, to draw the, you know, draw the, the casting director into their performance. Uh, is there anything special you did that you, that you can think of? No, I just, I went in there, you know, I, I had to connect with what was on the paper emotionally. And I think making a, an emotional, strong emotional choice is certainly important in any audition that you give because it will bring forward for you, what you feel is unique. And sometimes the one thing that I've always was always told in all the acting classes that I ever went to was never leave yourself out, that you are enough as a person to be able to portray a character given those circumstances and those storylines. And I went, there, went in there um, feeling that I had strong enough choices for what I was going to portray and um, and I, I guess that you know the powers that be felt that my choices were strong enough and and that I fit the mold of what they were looking for. Hmm. You know, it's it's never it, it's difficult to say because I know people who will go in and have outstanding auditions, and but for whatever reason, as actors, sometimes we don't have any control over the decisions that are made, and it, and it may be you gave the best audition or a very strong audition, but for whatever reasons, maybe you didn't fit that particular uh, role. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily that I did a better audition. It could have been that, you know, my audition could have been on par with almost everybody else, but maybe I fit the mold of what they were looking for more closely. Right. So yeah. it's always difficult to say, you know, this, this business is so much about accepting um, the failures. And there are certainly more failures than there are successes. Uh, but when you get the taste of success, it is oh so sweet. I'm sure. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and, and and like I say, this this is going to be a good one. I'm sure. Uh, now, but you've been in a lot of other shows. Uh, you've done a lot of work, and uh... I've been I've been fortunate. I, I have been fortunate to say the least. I mean, I've had an amazing experience as an actor in, in the 12, 13 years that I've been pursuing this crazy career, um, and I certainly. You know, the amount of, of shows that I've been on is certainly no measure for the amount of shows that I've actually auditioned for, because mm -hmm. there's been a lot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as, as like I said, in this business, the one thing is you just work hard, you work at your craft. Um, I like to look at the audition as a job. So when I go in the room, I've already booked that audition. So for me, that is my opportunity to work at my craft as well. You know, obviously there's classes that you take and, and seminars and workshops. And so, and, and I think as an actor, you constantly have to be working and the audition I see is a job, right? Yeah. It's, you know, whether or not, um, I book the, the final job as a, again, a lot of times out of my control, but what I can control is making sure that I'm as prepared as I can be. So when I get to that audition, I put forth the best effort possible. Yeah. Now, I, I've done some research on you, of course, before we, we got on the air, and uh, I, I found some interesting things, and uh, it, I'm sure our audience will find it interesting too, but 
you didn't start out to be an actor, right? I didn't. I didn't. I did grow up in, in I was born and raised in Hollywood, California. Um, so it's it's definitely been something that I've always aspired to being, but the powers that be took me in different directions throughout my life. I, I certainly feel like I've lived five or six different lifetimes in my, in my, uh, in my life for mm, sure. Yeah. But something always drew me back to the entertainment industry. But yeah, I've had different, different experiences in my life. Yeah. Now you were a dancer, a world-class salsa dancer. I, I was at one time I was uh, dancing professionally salsa for about uh, 10 to 12 years. Wow. Uh, I was uh, a member of a dance company that was performing at salsa congresses around the world. And then when I left the dance company, I ended up with a couple of dance partners who they themselves are multiple world champions in, in salsa dancing. And we were asked to teach and perform throughout the world. So I had an experience to, I spent about six months in Asia teaching in Japan and in Korea and in Malaysia and Singapore, Thailand. And spent quite a bit of time in, the, in uh, Europe and the UK teaching salsa. Wow, that's amazing! Jeez. Yeah, it was definitely an, an eye-opening experience for me. I didn't realize how big the salsa world is until I went to Europe and Asia. Yeah, you don't, you don't think of that. <laughs> it's not something you say. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be a salsa dancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and through that, you know, dancing, I was asked many times to as a specialty performer to be on different television shows. And one of the movies that I, that definitely had an impact on me was a movie called blow with mm -hmm. Johnny Depp and Penelope Cruz. I worked on that show for about two weeks and through that show, people started approaching me saying, Hey, you know, have you thought about acting? And I had somebody who there was an agent on set who said, you know, you should seriously think about, you know, taking acting classes and, you know, give me a call when you get a chance. And through that, I started getting uh, more work. Yeah. and meeting some really interesting people who definitely were a support structure for me and who encouraged me to go back to school. And I did. I ended up going to the Meisner Center for the Performing Arts in North Hollywood under uh, the uh, the supervision of the instructor there, Martin Barter, who was actually Sandy Meisner's assistant for about 14 years at the Neighborhood Playhouse in New York. So um, he was able to open up the school here under Sandy's uh authorization and he was able to put the Sandy Meisner name on the school. Mm -hmm. And uh, I studied there for, I did the, the entry level program, which was a two year program. And then I went on to do the master's program and then took classes also at the, at the university of Southern California for theater. And, hmm. and uh, that was an amazing experience. So it, it, it truly is being at the right place at the right time. Uh, if you hadn't been uh, dancing and on, in the movie blow. And then, uh, I mean, this, this whole thing may not have come your way. That's true. That's true. And I actually started salsa dancing while I was in the Marine Corps. I happened to be on, uh, on weekend Liberty one, one time visiting home. And one of my friends, um, was a promoter for clubs in Los Angeles called me up and said, Hey, I have this salsa club. Why don't you come down and check it out? There's a free salsa lesson before the club starts. Why don't you come down and take the lesson? And I had never done salsa formally. You know, I grew up in a Latin family listening to Latin music, mm -hmm. but didn't really know this art form of salsa. And I went to take the class, had a blast, started going every weekend. And then next thing I knew, I was taking, going uh, Saturday nights dancing, spending all day Sundays at workshops, uh, taking lessons, and then just snowballed into this 
this thing and and it just led me back into the entertainment industry wow Jeez. <laughs> now, another thing I, I found when I was doing my research is that you were doing stunts at one time. I did, yeah. When I was, uh, I've been a martial artist since about the age of 12 or 13. And my Sifu, my instructor at the time, worked on a couple of Jean Claude Van Damme movies. And the funny thing was, back then, uh, he and I looked very much alike, and, and I would constantly be told, hey, you know who you look like? You look like Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I always thought that that was funny. And one day my martial arts instructor said, hey, I'm working on this movie with, with Jean-Claude Van Damme, and uh, they're looking for some stunt doubles. Why don't you come on in? And so I worked on Lionheart, and I worked on Death Warrant, and I got to see that part of the industry but and, and do stunts. And I actually worked on, uh, later in life, I worked on uh, some of the stunt work for Fear Factor. Hmm. actually rigging and testing out some of the stunts before the contestants would try them out themselves. But I knew that that wasn't where I wanted my career to go. It was definitely an experience and I got a lot out of it, but I knew that I wanted to be, you know, have a, have play a bigger role in, as an actor mm-hmm. in the industry. Yeah. But I, I mean, to me, the the stunt people are the unsung people in film and TV because what they do is is just amazing, you know, and it makes certainly. it makes the the actors look good, <laughs> right? Certainly, and and you know, I not long ago I did an episode of Criminal Minds, and uh, my character is kidnapped by the serial killer, and in the scene he throws my character into this pre-dug grave, and I told the director, yeah, I could take that fall, that's not a problem, and they had already brought in a stunt double for me who we became great friends and I thought to myself, yeah, you know, I'll let, let's see him do it. And after watching him do it, I'm like, that's a good thing that I had him do it, not me. <laughs> because there was so much intricacy in how to take the fall and how to roll off and make it look legit and make it look like it hurt. And he was perfectly fine afterwards. But I thought, all right, he definitely earned his keep for the day. Yeah, yeah. So your your stunt days are over. You're going to leave it to the other guys now, huh? <laughs> well, I don't, I, you know, I actually find it exciting sometimes when they do stunts, but, I, you know, I was on another show where there was an explosion going off and the actors had, or the, the characters had to be in the vicinity of this explosion and they did a test explosion. And when they did that, I felt that heat. And I was nowhere near to where they would have our characters stand. Wow. And the other actors in the scene just looked at each other and said, I'm not doing it. Let the stunt, <laughs> stuntmen take that uh, heat. So I, I definitely have a huge amount of respect for, for stunt men and women alike for mm-hmm. what they do. Because it's certainly, oh, yeah. it, it is dangerous. And, and sometimes uh, I don't think they put people don't put as much into what those stunt performers are risking. And I, and I definitely, uh, I'm very thankful for what they do for us. Yeah. They make us look great on screen. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Now, let us know about other things that you have going on. You, you uh, have a couple of movies I mentioned in the intro. Yes, yes, The Darkness with uh, with Kevin Bacon. And uh, that, that movie already released in theaters. It was originally uh, titled Six Miranda Drive, but, you know, the through audience testing, they felt that the, they needed to change the name, and they changed it to The Darkness. I got a chance to work with Kevin Bacon and, and uh, uh, quite a few other amazing actors in that uh, process. Unfortunately, I didn't make the final cut on the film. <laughs> You know, I, I had a great uh, experience on the show, and and I'm still credited on the film. But my my scenes didn't make the final cut for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, but I I will never forget that uh, that experience certainly. Yeah. But I'm getting ready to go to New Mexico and work on a, on a Marvel project here in in the next month. So I'm really excited what the future holds for that. That's great. Jeez. Yeah. Well. Al, I want to finish up with a couple of questions here. Sure. Uh, that take us away from your acting, your your salsa dancing, your stunts, and everything else that you've done. But more personal, when you relax, and, and it doesn't sound like you do have too much time, but when you do sit back and watch TV and movies, what are your favorite TV movies now and of the past, and what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? Well, I know there's a there's a few... TV shows I love. Yeah, Rush Hour was one that unfortunately was canceled, and I, I was really enjoying that show. Um, but I know that they're rebooting the show MacGyver, yes. and I was a huge fan of the original series MacGyver. So I'm excited to see uh, what CBS does with that series because I hear that that's getting ready to, to launch here soon. Mm-hmm. Movie wise, um, it, it's funny that you ask because I got an opportunity to work with Adam Baldwin on the show The Last Ship, yeah, and two of the movies that were my favorite growing up were two movies that he happened to be in. One was my bodyguard mm-hmm. and the other was full metal jacket. So I got to see full metal jacket about two or three months before I went into the Marine Corps. And I thought to myself, Oh, that's just movies. It's not really going to be like that. And sure enough, that boot camp scene in the movie is exactly to the T of what I experienced in boot camp. So it was, <laughs> the similarities were right on. Um, so yeah, I got to talk with Adam about that, and, and it being you know some of my favorite films growing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, other things that I like to do when I'm relaxing is, uh, you know, getting on my motorcycle, my Harley, and going off and enjoying the day, which is which is uh, I'm getting a chance to do that a little bit more uh, lately, getting out and, and riding and just enjoying the the open air and the sun and going up into the canyons. So I get a chance to do that quite frequently now. A little, little hot right now, though, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I actually rode my Harley down to uh, to visit my daughter for Father's Day. And I didn't think anything of it. It was on, on Saturday. And then when I went to ride back on Sunday, the temperature, because I was riding from Palm Springs back, was still in the 100 plus Ugh, uh, at 6.30 p.m. I think it was 102. So by the time I made it back to Los Angeles, I was completely fried. Um, but but yeah, I had to actually pull off the freeway a few times to cool off and get some refreshments and drink some water. Um, so I, I don't think I'll be doing that again anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, Al, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share with us, and I want to wish you luck with the last ship, and I'm, I can't wait to to see how how your character progresses through the season and uh thank you so much for joining us oh thank you for having me it was a pleasure talking with you 
A big thank you going out to Al Cornell for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Last ship. If you haven't been watching that show, check it out. It's a great show. And Al's going to be on there, and uh, it's going to be an interesting season, to say the least. And uh, we'll see what uh, happens on there. I, I, I enjoy that one, and uh, it's on tonight, in fact. So I'm going to be watching that. So I hope you're going to be taking a peek at that and find out what's going on. And, of course, uh, getting to know Al a little bit is going to make it that much better when you see him on the show. So uh, I want to thank uh, Al for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And if you are our listener of On Screen and Beyond and you are on Facebook, be sure to like us on Facebook. And uh, if you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And we will try to get that person on there. I've been uh, going through all kinds of lists of people who uh, have sent us guest uh, recommendations. And we are trying to get those people on. Uh, it seems like the summer they're being uh, you know, a little tough to get, but uh, we'll keep trying. And uh, we'll see what we can do about that. But send it in. You never know if we'll get that person on. So that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.